Welcome to another agent interview. I'm here today with Brian McWhite, who is one of the founders of JP Woolen Realty and also an agent who just closed his 500th transaction. Yeah. Um, now, Brian, you are shifting your business focus a little bit, mm -hmm. um, and some of that means refocusing on social media. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit about, about that shift and why? Yeah. Um, I want one of my goals for this year was to invest a lot more in my sphere and build more sphere business. Um, and I have a fairly significant size sphere. I just haven't tapped into it real well. And mm -hmm. of course, I feel a little embarrassed about that because that's what we do here. Mm -hmm. um, and so this year, I really wanted to make that much more of a focus, give some more intentional time and energy to that. So social media is obviously part of mm -hmm. uh, trying to reach my sphere more. How does the social social media focus fit in with the other things you're doing? Yeah. I mean, I think that real estate sales is all about being top of mind, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. If you are, if you know, I've heard it said that um, a consumer has space in their mind for five different brands. I don't know if that's, if it's five or if it's yeah. seven or if it's three or whatever. Yeah. But if you're not the top. It's not many. It's not very yeah. many. Yeah. And if you're not the top two as a real estate agent, you're not the top two brands in your sphere, then you're likely not going to even get a call when mm -hmm. someone's ready to make a move or yeah. do an investment or whatever. And so my social media strategy is really all about staying top of mind. And obviously we do that other ways as well. My newsletter and phone calls and all that stuff. But social media is just another way to try to keep myself top of mind with the people who follow me. Yeah, definitely. I hear you. I think it's a, interesting you bring up that like, how many brands can someone keep in their mind? Because even if it's 10, you know, we already kind of know what like one and two and three are. It's yep. Zillow, Redfin, and probably whatever team in the market has the biggest marketing budget. Right. So that's who you have to be. So, so think of yourself as with. being able to occupy one slot that matters, yeah. maybe. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, and, and so my social media strategy has really been geared toward that goal of staying top of mind with my sphere of influence. The reason I say it that way is because you know I want I know one of the things you wanted to talk about today is you know how do you how do you decide on content? What do you decide you're going to yeah. post? How, how do you know? And you ask all your questions about that. But um, my strategy has really been what is going to engage my sphere. I mean, when I look at my Facebook followers and my Instagram followers, the vast majority of them are people I know, mm -hmm. and so I want to. I want to create content as much as possible that I know will engage them. Not engage just anybody, but will mm -hmm. engage specifically my sphere. Yeah. So if you were to just in your brain right now, share, like go over and share with us who you think your followers are, like en masse or if they're groups of them, what, what would you say they are? I mean, the vast majority of my fo followers are, are friends of mine. Okay. I mean, I've got people similar to you. Would you say? <laughs> That's a good question. I mean, sure, we mm -hmm. all kind of are close to people who we have affinity with. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I've got some pretty different groups of people. I mean, I've got the group of people that know me most from my church life and mm -hmm. my past, my, my time as a pastor. Mm -hmm. um, I've got people who have become friends more recently. I've got um, my partner, Laura, her and kind of her whole network of people. Mm -hmm. um, and then people who just know me from the real estate world, I guess. Yeah. And so each of those groups are going to want to see slightly different things or would be interested in slightly different things. So how do you choose content that will appeal to all those people? Yeah. So I have to be thinking about two. I think I have to be thinking about two things. I have to be thinking about, OK, if I want my social media accounts to help develop business from my sphere, mm -hmm. 
then it's got to be real estate related. Yep. And it's got to be interesting to my sphere. Mm -hmm. So um, this is a feel thing more than anything, but as I started to think about ramping up my social media presence more, I thought, okay, I, I know I need to have some real estate content. Um, but I also know that there are real estate agents out there and people in other sales um, and other kinds of sales out there who every single thing that they post is about that. Yeah. Only business, basically. Only business yeah. all the time. And I think that's a fine strategy. But I know that for me, when I see nothing but real estate from that person, nothing but Rodan and Fields, nothing but Young Living, nothing but I'm just kind of like unfollow. I'm not going to look at that yeah. stuff anymore. Like I know that if that person gets on, they're going to be talking about this. So that doesn't mean you don't like them. You just no. don't want to see their business stuff. Exactly. Anymore. If yeah. I'm if I'm if I'm only going to spend you know ten minutes besides my own posts on social media a day, well, I'm going to be pretty picky about what I'm looking at. So. That has meant that I'm going to mix in real estate content mm -hmm. along with stuff that I always posted on social media. Me, my kids, you know, going mountain biking, going paddle boarding, doing this or that. Things that um, friends and family would be interested in seeing still. Yeah. Um, and then along with that, you know, I, I want to wrap in some humor here and there because... <laughs> Because that's me. Yeah. And also, I wanted to wrap in maybe one other area of interest for me, something that might spark the attention or interest of some people who aren't even interested in real estate necessarily. Mm -hmm. So for me, that was um, an emphasis on meditation, mental health, um, burnout, work-life balance, stuff like that, because yeah. I'm passionate about that yeah. stuff. And, and kind of like a subject matter not an expert, but you know more than probably most people in your audience. I think about it a lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I spend a lot of time thinking about um, my mental game, mm -hmm. mental health. And I've spent a lot of time with people over the past two years in particular who have struggled with this stuff for the first time. Mm -hmm. um, and so that just feels like, a um, okay, if I'm going to be on social media a lot, well, let me be on social media with something that's really interesting to me and I think might be helpful to people. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where that piece comes in. So I try to I try to mix in several real estate posts a week with a couple of personal real mm -hmm. estate posts. And then once every two or three weeks, I'm mm -hmm. doing something on meditation or mental so, health. So like less than half is is business or real estate related. <sighs> I'm trying to like. think. From what I've seen, that's probably right, that's right probably around. That's probably about right. Probably maybe, maybe even quite a bit less than half, I would say. Yeah. I mean, I'm posting every day and I feel like at least half the days I'm pulling something real estate focused. Yeah. But even within the real estate focus, I've I've wanted there to be a mix of um, my own accomplishments as a real estate agent, because mm -hmm. some yep. people care about that yep. stuff. Mm -hmm. um, some just random, you know, uh, interior design interest stuff, or uh, look at this stuff that you put out there. You know, look at this crazy house, or or market updates, or whatever. Um, so things that might be broadly appealing to everybody, mm -hmm. and then also um, some. Here's what I'm doing, you know, or or yeah. some some. Um, I haven't done much of this, but I really want to do more education as well. The more mm -hmm. I work with clients, and the more I work with agents, the more I realize how little people know about. The real yeah. estate world yeah, and nitty gritty of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so even um, some of that, you know, what do I do? How can I serve people? What am I good at? What might you not know that you'd like to know? Stuff like that. Yeah. Although I tend to do that more in my stories. Mm -hmm. Oh, sure. Stories. Okay. Well, how do you use stories? So I was told 
I think by you, maybe by somebody that you funneled it through. But um, you want to make a post every day and have their and, and always have a story. Like never not let there be a story. Yeah. But and stories expire every 24 hours. Stories so every go day away. Essentially, yep. So it feels like stories I can be a little more um, goofy, funny, personal. Because if it sucks, it's not going to be around. <laughs> right. It's not going to be. You don't have to, no yeah. one has to scroll there's, down and still see no it on your downside. Instagram page. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, that's where I'll post Wordle stuff or, yeah. you know, um, you know, Laura and I were just on vacation. So I did a, you know, I did a couple of, of posts on Instagram about our vacation, but mostly I just put stuff on stories because. No one needs to see that for the next 12 months. Sure. Yeah, it's not permanent. <laughs> and, be, and be jealous of the, of the vacation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Um, so you talked about, you know, business posts, wanting to get into education, meditation, mindfulness, and then personal stuff and some humor. Mm-hmm. Um, out of all those content types, like what, what what have you been seeing? What's been working well in terms mm-hmm. of getting engagement? What yeah. and, and what, like, is there anything that surprised you that just, like, kind of falls flat? Not a lot has completely fallen flat but um i guess the the posts that get the most engagement it seems i'm learning this as i go along and yeah. i'm learning as i work with you it seems like the posts that get them get the most engagement are the ones that have something to do with me mm-hmm. personally mm-hmm. Or, or laura and i or my, my kids and i yeah those seem to get the most engagement most likes and stuff like that yeah i think the thing that's been surprising to me is that the number of impressions Maybe you can tell us about the difference between a like and an impression. And that's yeah, it. But yeah. the number of impressions don't vary that much. On a post that has 50 likes and 400 impressions, you know, you might get a post that has that, that has eight likes, but it has 300 impressions, mm-hmm. which is kind of surprising to me. Yeah. But but it seems as though likes really what they're doing is teaching Instagram what to show you, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the algorithm looks at how much time is spent like when you pause on as you're scrolling yeah. through too as, as a factor. Yeah. Um, but there's stuff that people pause on to consume as content, but they don't engage with it as much. For sure. And the social media platforms want to use all of it as much as they can anyways. Yeah. Okay, so that's interesting. So you said the personal stuff, and you're talking about your business accounts. I know. Isn't that strange? Yeah. I mean, it's not strange. I guess people <laughs> – it's so hard to think about what people would want to see on social media without just thinking about what you want to see on social media. I mean, I can only see so much real estate stuff. I yeah. can only see so yeah. much ad stuff, no matter who it's for. I want to see what people are up to and what they're what's going on in their lives. So, yeah, yeah even though it's it, it a little bit feels like I'm on social media for business, because honestly, if I didn't use social media for business, I mm-hmm. might just get off. Yeah. But I'm on social media mm-hmm. for business, but I'm really driving my social media by personal stuff. Mm-hmm. Which because is fascinating. That's what seems to wrap people in. Yeah, definitely. So let me throw some numbers <laughs> out here. Um, on Instagram, you have about 735 followers, but you're following 1.5 thousand people. Actually, a lot, a lot of following. Yeah. yeah. Was that part of your strategy to get followers or why are you following so many accounts there? Honestly, I don't even know what's normal with regard to that ratio. So it's all over the place, honestly. If you go and look at like, even influencers, a lot of them don't have that many people they're following. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that I didn't put a lot of thought into that. That wasn't really part of my strategy. I did, um, as I've started posting a lot more over the last two months, months and a half, um, I pretty much follow everyone who follows me back if they're local. Mm -hmm. So if someone follows me, 
a, a new follower, I'll tap on them and look, are they in Minnesota? And if they're in Minnesota, yeah. I'll follow them back. Yeah. So that might be a big part of it. Yeah. But I, I didn't necessarily go and try to follow a bunch of people so that they'd follow me back or, you know. Yeah. It was really just that. Your um, business Instagram account, did that, you, that, did that used to be your personal account? It did. Interesting. So you did the transition. Yep. So a lot of people were probably following Brian McQuaid, the man. Right. And it converted into Brian McQuaid, the realtor, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I mean, you know, my I probably had more like 430. 50 followers or something like that before I converted it to business and started posting a lot more and getting serious about it. Yeah. And that's obviously ramped up a a good bit in the last couple of months. Um, So yeah, like 735 followers on Instagram, a little over 400 page followers on your Facebook business page, which was nothing. I mean, two months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember when you like basically created that thing. Yeah. Very long ago. Um, So You've been doing a good job getting more followers. What's your what's your approach to that? Um, post good content. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, have call outs and calls to actions, my emails and newsletters and stuff like that. Um, but other than that, like I said, I, I follow people back who follow me on Instagram. Mm-hmm. On Facebook, about once a week, I click the, um, you know, invite to follow page button. Yeah. And yep. it sends it out to whoever it hasn't sent it out to before. Yeah. Um, and that always brings a couple more people to follow it. Um, but should I have a better strategy than that? I don't, you just tell me. Well, it's, you're doing pretty well <laughs> okay. using the normal strategies. Okay. So that's, and obviously, that's pretty awesome. Obviously, I try to do some engagement as well. Yeah. Um, but you're not really, I mean, people who aren't following you, you're not really engaging. Yeah. I will say that one of the things that I've done um, – over the past month is I've gone through and made sure that I am following past clients mm-hmm. um, or that I'm at friends with them even, which yeah. a staggering number of them, to my surprise, I wasn't. So that's yeah. a big part of it too. Yeah. Making sure you have that digital relationship outside of just an email address, which I think is where most past clients end up. Yeah. Well, the digital, the digital, the, you know, y- you need that piece of it, the digital relationship, um, because it is so helpful. It's so helpful. I feel like a lot of people feel like you've interacted with them if you just yeah. post happy birthday or whatever, yeah, it something gives them a on their notifications. A little serotonin it, hit from you. A little serotonin hit. That's really yeah. that, that's 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 it. Um, but also, obviously, if I'm going to be engaging with someone, I want to be friends with them on Facebook so I can update myself on their life if I haven't been intimately involved in their life for the yeah. last five years. Yeah. Cool. So, as someone who isn't the biggest fan of social media. <laughs> You weren't born for it, as you've said. Um, you shifted into a new gear yeah. and are pretty successful with content and followers. Talk to me a little bit about that mindset. Like, what mm. did you have to do internally to go from I don't really love social media to I'm pretty successful using it for my business? Well, let's include an asterisk there. Okay. I haven't I, I haven't generated a ton of business from it yet, but oh, yeah. my social media strategy is going well. Yeah. The mental, the the mindset shift, yeah. Um, I think a couple of things had to happen. One was I needed to have a very, I I knew that if I was going to engage in social media regularly, I needed to have a very specific, um, I shouldn't say very specific strategy. I had to know why I was there, okay? Mm -hmm. I had to know, I'm going on social media right now, I don't want to be on social media much. Mm-hmm. So I have to have a very specific task I'm, I'm mm-hmm. trying to accomplish while I'm on social media. 
And that for me made it feel, I'm just, yeah, I'm talking about my own internal motivations and mindset. Mm-hmm. That to me made it feel like, made it feel less like I'm, I'm just wasting time and, and attention on social media to, there's a purpose here. Yeah. I've, I know what I'm trying to accomplish here. Mm-hmm. There's a goal. I'm not just wasting time on social media. This is part of a strategy. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was, that was one thing. I think another thing was I had to get over the narrative that I think a lot of agents struggle with that when I'm on social media, I'm bragging about stuff, mm-hmm. especially when you're posting personal stuff. Mm-hmm. Look at us and our awesome vacation. Look at me and my super great kids. I never mess up as a dad. I always do everything right. Like it feels like it feels like you're kind of full of yourself a little bit when you're posting yeah. a lot. Yeah. And um, that, again, I just kind of had to remember I, I've had to intentionally kind of cultivate an awareness of. I'm not. That's not what I'm doing. I'm not on here to brag up myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not on here to just highlight everything great about my life. I'm here to engage an audience in things that they apparently find engaging uh, in order to not, I don't want to say in order to generate real estate business. I want to say in order to maintain lots of relationships that mm-hmm. nobody has time to yep. maintain personally mm-hmm. because lots of relationships, number one, I love. But number two, it's good for business. Yeah, you can't maintain 400 to 700 relationships at the same time without some kind of technology exactly. assisting you. So those are those are two of the big things. Like, what am I here to do? Let me be specific about it. And then let me remind myself that I'm not here to, like, inflate myself mm-hmm. or to prop up myself. I'm here to engage with people. Yeah. So I think those are the two big ones for me. Mm-hmm. Do you have like specific goals for your social media or routines that you use right now? I don't have specific goals for, you know, the results I want. Maybe I should be more. You said like a, about a post and a story a day. Exactly. Those are, so those th- are so that's goals. kind of my goal. Yeah. My, yeah. my goal is a post and a story a day. And I, I don't have time to spend more than 15 minutes on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of my goal is to just get something out there every day that mm-hmm. looks decent Um, I might be a little too, um, this is going to come as no surprise to you, Coop. I might be a little too picky about how things are worded and how things look. And so I could probably do what I needed to do on social media in two minutes a day, but you know, 15, 20 minutes just makes me feel better about what's out there. (laughs) And it'll have an impact on your content too. Yeah. That someone will notice probably. Yeah. Um, but I but think, I, yeah. Yeah. I, a lot of people are like that and it's personality. And you, I mean, you're a, you're a mindset guy. So you know that it's just like either you have to decide it's fun and good or, you know, don't let it bog you down. Well, and the, the thing is, I, when I'm doing, um, con, when I'm pulling content for a, a real estate post or an interior design post, mm-hmm. that I find that very, very easy. I, I, there's, you know, whatever. There's 15 different sites I'll go yep. look at to find stuff, and then I'll write whatever. I, I don't steal captions. I'll write whatever yep. I want to write about that picture. Um, <clears throat> but the thing that I do kind of find fun is, and maybe this is part of what shifted with my mindset too. I I do feel like once I committed to a more robust social media strategy, this switch flipped in my mind where now I'm constantly looking for, mm. like I'm not, not looking for, I'm always kind of aware of, oh, this might make a good post. Mm. And so I'll, I'll see something online and I'll save it to my phone or I'll, you know, see something while I'm out showing homes that I want to save for a post tomorrow or whatever. I'm just more, you know, even I did a post, um, 
I don't know, a month ago when Shake Shack opened in Maple Grove. Yeah, and they I had remember it, that one. They that had one it did really lit well. lit like crazy. They yeah. had, it was like a Clark Griswold house. Mm-hmm. Sorry if you don't know the Christmas vacation reference, but it was just crazy. And I was driving by, I was like, oh, I got to go in there and get a picture of that. That would make such an interesting post. Mm-hmm. So I think that switch has helped as well because now, you know, if I don't have anything specific I want to post for the day, I just go into my photos on my phone. I've got 30 things I could post. Yeah. Cam- so it makes cam- it really easy. Camera reels are so underutilized for social media yeah. content. Because unless it's like blatantly out of season, you know, yep. nobody knows when it's from. And you've got lots of good pictures. Yep. Everyone has lots of good pictures on their phone. Or at least their spouse does, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I found it super easy to just, um, you know, have a folder, real, a real estate posts folder. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I take a picture of something and save it over there. And I, I might never use it, but now I've got a great little treasure trove of stuff that I could use. Yeah. So uh, this is a totally unrelated question, but I think you as a father... It's interesting. I've a lot of agents are a little bit worried about putting pictures of their kids on social media. Yeah. How do you think about that? Yeah, I think about that. You don't use your children for social media, but you do share moments, which I think is yeah. is important. I used to do a lot more when they mm-hmm. were quite a bit younger. I used to post photos of me and my kids a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I have had to rethink that a little bit mm-hmm. in part because now my oldest is 14 and my middle is 12. And I mean, they've got their own social media yeah. accounts mm-hmm. and people are going to be looking at stuff and I, I'm yep. not getting approval from yeah, them on what I'm you're posting. impacting their like social <laughs> persona yeah. by doing it. Yeah. So I've minimized that a little bit. Um, but also, I mean, if there was a, if there was another emphasis along with kind of the meditation, mental health, mindfulness thing, I do, uh, I am very passionate about fatherhood. Mm-hmm. And um, so whenever I can share something positive mm-hmm. about fatherhood, about kids, about our relationship, I do like doing that too. And again, it's not from it's not from a place of bragging or I, at least I don't think so. I might check my heart on that stuff. I don't think it's from a place of bragging. I think it's more... Um, Let's keep putting out good examples of guys who are really invested in their kids. Yeah. Let's just keep putting that that out there because yeah. maybe it'll catch on more and more and more. Yeah. So, so yeah, but I do find, feel like I, I need to be more careful and sparse with that stuff than I used to be. Yeah. So that, well, that's, I think it's interesting to think about it like older kids. You might want to kind of dial it down a little bit. I guess it depends on what your kids are like too. It helps that too that once your kids get to 14-ish, they don't really want to post for photos anymore. <laughs> so it, it got a lot easier. It becomes lame. It, yeah, exactly. Point, it's yeah. like, hey, you guys, should we get a dad? Yeah. You know, it's it, so. Yeah, that's when you got to get some kind of a cute pet to take the place right. in social media of, well, of and kids. Again, I think that stories is a really good spot for kids stuff and I'll post more mm, family yeah. stuff to stories because yeah. it's going to go away and yeah, that's a good idea. I, I feel like it's, you know, stories just to me feel like a better spot to be, like I said, silly and doesn't have to look perfect. It's not permanent. No one's going to, you know, it's not something people are going to see in your feed. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. All right. So, Brian, talk to us a little bit about how often you are engaging with your audience one on one in social media through likes, commenting, mm-hmm. shares or direct messages. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tricky one for me, because like I said, I I try to avoid social media. I try to avoid social media yeah, as much as yeah. I can. Um, but I know that it is important both for um, sphere relationships, 
and just for you know what your social media does. I don't know the back. I don't know the algorithm and all that stuff. Yeah. But I know that it's important to be in, to be engaging with people. So, you know, um, usually when I make my post for the day, mm-hmm. um, I'm also going to just scroll for five minutes and see if there's. I guess what I usually try to look for is things that people are really excited about. You know, their this, personal posts. What they're yeah. really excited about. Yeah. If they're really excited about their kid graduating from kindergarten, mm-hmm. if they're really excited that, uh, you know, Betty hit a home run in softball, if they're, then I'll try to engage with that. Way to go, Betty! Yeah. You know, because um, I just feel like that that tends to be meaningful to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is pretty sparse, but I'd say every day I'm trying to comment or like on five to ten things. Just because, again, I know it's important. It's part of my strategy. Yeah. Um, now, to be fair, I'll say one more thing about that. Mm-hmm. I said that I try to stay off social media. (laughs) (laughs) I I still spend more time than I like on social media. And I don't have to think a whole lot about how much I'm liking and commenting on things because throughout the course of a week, I'll waste enough time on social media to like and comment on enough stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you already also said that you curate your own newsfeed a bit by unfollowing people that are only posting about their business. So there's nothing personal there for you to engage with anyways. So, right. Well, but I think that's probably good advice for people like, you know, be a little bit ruthless about curating your newsfeed so that you can focus it in on like intentional relationship building with people who are actually posing about themselves rather than just other random stuff. Not only that, but I mean, part of the reason social media is so dominant is that they've really learned to show you what you want to see. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I learned this from uh, you mentioned Twitter. I'm not on Twitter much, but when I was on Twitter more, I learned that. If you don't curate what you want to see, Twitter's going to do it for you. It's just going to try to show you everything. So, yeah, I I tend to unfollow people if it's only one thing and it's clearly meant to be salesy. I tend to unfollow people if all that they post is political stuff from one side or the other. Mm -hmm. I tend to, you know, if it's all memes, if you know. Yeah. Um, But that means that I can spend less time on social media more effectively Mm -hmm. because most of what's going to show up in my newsfeed is going to be friends and what they're doing. Yeah. And it makes it a more quality experience for you because it's just yeah. real, real stuff. Exactly right. Cool. I can dig it. Awesome. Um, I think one other thing that I'd like to just dig into is um, this concept of not liking social media. <laughs> I know you're like, because <laughs> you know, I'm like that too. And yeah, my entire social are. media strategy is around like getting the job done, yeah. you know, which is essentially producing easy content that's engaging. Yeah. Um, so what do you do on those days when you're like, I don't have a Shake Shack picture to share. <laughs> I don't have a meditation thing to share. And I don't have anything interesting from my life that I've taken a picture of lately. Like, what do you what do you do on the day when you're just stuck or you're like, ah, I got to do my social media. Yeah, now. exactly. What's my punt? Yeah. What's your punt? Um, you my punt is to go on to um, a, a few different um, Facebook Real estate related. Can you tell us what some of them are? Um, HGTV. HGTV. This old house. Okay. The Decoist. Mm. Uh, lighter side of real estate. Yeah. Um, you use Realtor.com's Facebook Realtor.com, stuff. yep. Um, there's a few things like that. I, I follow several different design, mm-hmm. interior design, um, landscaping, websites. Uh, not websites, Facebook yeah, pages. Facebook page, yeah. Um, can't think of any more off the top of my head. Yeah, that's a good list. But I mean, they have so much content. Uh, you know, 
when I have a when I have a day I need to punt, I'll go to one of those sites. I'll grab a couple of photos, reuse, uh, reuse it. Usually I'll read their caption. Like I mentioned, I don't like mm-hmm. to copy and paste captions. That I don't know. That feels gross to me. Yeah. But I'll read their caption. Copy and paste my captions. Yeah. <laughs> but not HGTVs. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I'll read their caption and I'll learn a little bit of something about, oh, here's why bold colors are back in. Bold primaries are back in for kitchens or whatever. And then mm-hmm. I'll talk a little bit about what I think about it. Yeah. Which makes sense because your sphere knows you and they know in your BS in your comments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something you would never say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if Asians struggle with. Um, okay, so I, I struggle with this a tiny little bit. Mm-hmm. I do real estate. I've been doing real estate for ten years. Mm-hmm. I love real estate, but I'm not a mega real estate fan. I'm not like, oh my gosh, I get so excited about kitchen renos and oh, I love <laughs> paint colors. Yeah. And you're not into houses. I'm not that into houses. I'm into people. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes when I'm, so, so when I'm posting a lot of design and, um, you know, whatever, when I'm posting a lot of content like that, it does feel a little inauthentic to me because it's not really what I'm into, but I have to remember also, this is my profession. Like I not only should know this stuff, but these are the kinds of things that, um, my clients want me to know about and want to see me put out there. So You know, even though I'm not super excited about those kinds of things, um, I do enjoy the engagement with people. And I do think it's important to put out there. And like I said before, not worry about what the 750 people are going to think about that particular post. Yeah. Because some people are really going to like it. And I've gotten a lot more engagement on those than I thought I would. A lot of people are kind of like, oh, my gosh, I was in this house once. Or, oh, my gosh, I love that paint color. Oh, my goodness. I, You know. So, yeah, you actually can engage with people around interior design, even though that's not something you're into. Exactly. All right. Parting thought. Do you have any advice you would give to, um, you know, an agent who's just starting out in social media or is kind of struggling with some of those, you know, objections about I want to brag or I don't like the way I look on camera or any of those kind of things? Yeah. Yeah, those are real. Those are real concerns. And I. I, I'm not going to tell an agent just to get over it because it's that can be really, really hard. It can be a really, real mental hurdle for a lot of people. I think you can tell in people's content if they're forcing it too. Do you? What yeah. do you see when people are forcing it? Um, well, if their audience is their sphere and people that know them, if you're not being authentic, yeah, or you're uncomfortable yep. in your social content, people are going to look at it because it makes them feel uncomfortable. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. <sighs> um, advice. I mean, this is going to, I'm going to be parroting myself here, but number one, I'd say know exactly what you're there to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not even coming from a place of concern about how much social media people use just for your own time efficiency, know what you're there to do. What, what's your goal exactly? Mm-hmm. Um, at least for me, that goal has not had to be more specific so far than engage your sphere effectively for the purpose of keeping top of mind and for real estate, right? Yeah. So know exactly why you're th- why you're there and what you're doing. And um, if you believe that what you're doing there is important, then that's all that matters. That should be all that matters. Um, people think a lot about what they look like. They think a lot about how is this coming off. But I think it's important for people to rem- agents to remember also that. How it comes off to you is not necessarily how it's going to come off to everybody. So I just, I guess I want to say, don't psych yourself out. 
don't don't imagine that you can anticipate the response of 750 people to something that you post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, post what is interesting to you or looks good to you or and just don't worry about the rest of it. Um, and then it certainly has been helpful for me to commit to consistency with it. Um, you know, there are certainly days where I'm kind of like, I just don't feel like posting something. I don't know what I want to post. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I've committed to consistency with it, then I'll, that's enough to make me go, okay, I'll, I'll find something and I'll go into my photos file mm-hmm. or I'll go on any number of Facebook interior design or real estate um, pages and find some stuff and it never takes more than 15 minutes. So um, I'm sure that there are other agents, maybe like the one you interviewed yesterday, <laughs> who would say, you know, capture everything document everything, photograph everything, take videos of everything. That's good advice. That's way over here on the spectrum. Yeah. yeah. It's just not me. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably just not going to do that. I don't like the way my life feels when I'm constantly have my phone on, looking around, trying to record stuff. Um, so maybe maybe my advice there is also let yourself off the hook. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't have to be a social media maven to be effective at social media. Yeah, cool. Well, thank you so much, Brian. Really yeah. appreciate your input. It's been fun thoughts. to do it. Yes. Uh, and you can go and look up Brian McWhite on Facebook, Instagram. I know you're on Twitter, too. Um, not much. Maybe but yeah. not as much. Okay, skip that one. Look up <laughs> Brian McWhite, follow his accounts, um, puts up lots of really good original content, and shares a lot of other content from other people, too. So thank thanks, you so man. Much for your I've time, learned Brian. a lot from you. I really appreciate yeah, it. You bet. I appreciate you, too. <laughs> thank you.